0: Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. <laughs> this is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, Passy! Welcome back, y'all. Hey. It is February where we are celebrating both Black History Month and Valentine's Day. How y'all feeling? Are y'all feeling extra black this month or extra loving? I think I it's so. Say. I think it's so funny people said it, say I'm black, but this month I'm blackity black. Right, I'm blackity black. Yes, <laughs> yes, that that'll be me. And I was talking about that during my section or segment. <laughs> I think that's so. Funny. But I also, so I was talking to my therapist about. How depressing it is to take down Christmas stuff. And he was like, Well, just decorate for the next holiday. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. So I went and got like Valentine's themed uh, hand towels and Valentine's themed candles and all of that good stuff. So I do feel extra loving. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. So let's get into it today. So we are going to start off as we start off every podcast with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So Celeste has our royal moment for today. Yes, ma'am. So today's royal moment, which I'm, I am apologetic that we didn't give this amazing woman her flowers while she was here on the show um but we're gonna give her her flowers today anyway um today's wait yo woman... she wasn't actually here on the show but you mean like you know on the show we <laughs> yes, <her>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like we didn't celebrate right, right we didn't celebrate um this amazing queen while she was here with us and in in the in In the the flesh flesh. yes yes (laughs) yes yes. (laughs) so today's royal moment goes to Cicely Tyson so as you all know Miss Tyson passed away um she was 96 years old um she at just doing some research on her she was so bomb. first of all her career spanned seven decades like like she like was still making movies baby in her period movies. oh Dolly yeah. perry oh. was still casting her yeah yes. she just I think she just wrote a book um you she... know it's crazy so literally the week before she passed away I was talking to somebody randomly about Cicely Tyson and they were like she should write a book about her life because I mean she's seen it all she's 96 years old and then the next week she passed away and that's was so amazing. Like you know, it's it's just so I don't know the right word, but um, you know, when you we we literally have people among us that are from a whole different time. Like yeah, yeah, wow, and seen it all like you said, and they've seen it all. Like they've really been through so much, and they have so much to share. But um, yes, Miss Cicely Tyson. So she also um. Was so powerful because she refused to take parts um in the shows that, you know, television, um, stage, and all, you know, the different types of art forms. Um, she refused to take parts that demeaned black people. And she like was very passionate about that and urged her black colleagues to do the same. Um, so I think that's just so powerful that that's huge when you're one, you're black and you're engaging in this art form that you're probably not that welcoming because it's, you know, because of the times and being black. And then not only of that, you're going to say, oh, well, I'm not going to do certain things. Like, I'm not going to perpetuate the issues of racism and and demeaning of uh, African-American people. Like, that's huge. And then you then to be so successful. Wow. Yep. She, she stuck to her values and her standards and, you know, that definitely moved her up where she didn't feel like she had to compromise her values to, you know, do what she wanted to do. I think that's such a powerful message too for us today. Like, don't, don't bend, don't, don't, right. don't bend to what society thinks that you should do or what people say you should do. Do, do what you believe in your spirit and your heart to do is the you know, is the right thing to do. Um so I um what was I about to say I also see that she is in so many movies that I did not know she was in. I was like, wait a minute, she was in the help. I don't know. I gotta go back and watch it again now. Um I think I was her latest a fall from grace. Was she in that one? I, I, I don't remember. I don't it was, know. See, now it was I... like um they kept thinking that she like had dementia. Like, no, like you don't yes, I think whatever. Was, she wasn't she wasn't that, that Mhm, mhm. It's on here. Yep, she was. And so, <laughs> um, I had watched an interview or something on her, um, and she said, you know, people were like, "Wow, like you're still here, like you know, like it's been so many years, you're still working all of this stuff." And she said, "You know what? God still had, you know, finds a reason to have me here. That means that my work isn't done. So that's yeah. why she keeps she kept working. Um, and so you know, it's just to me, it's just so, it's just it's emotional to think about. And you know, like. Now her work is done. Her work here is done, and she's you know moved on. So shout out to Sicily for you know setting the example um, and being a fearless, amazing black woman. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I read that headline, it felt like my grandmother had passed away. I was like, man, not Sicily, no. It it did, but you and it's weird because I never really I don't know. You know how you don't really like pay attention to certain people. But mm-hmm. then if something happens, you're like, oh my gosh, this person, you know, I was just, I was as, as well. I felt the same way, Jess. I was like, oh my gosh, Cicely Tyson died. But I never really, it's not like I was like a huge Cicely Tyson fan. I mean, I right. always thought she was beautiful and, you know, I couldn't believe, I'm like, wow, she, I know she in her 90s at this point <laughs> and just still working. So I always like, was like, oh, wow, she looks so good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I did also when she passed, I was like, oh, wow. Like, oh, um, you know, it was kind of unfortunate, but. Yeah. Shout out to Cicely, like you said, thank you for your amazing work that you've done um, and the precedents that you have set for us. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to move forward with our next segment, which is our CIS second. And our SIS Second is a time where we fix those raggedy, raggedy, raggedy crowns. And wretched. And wretched. Because they be wretched, <laughs> too. That we see around the town. And and although we do call it a SIS Second, sometimes the bros got to get it. And unfortunately, even sometimes the kiddies got to get it. Um, <laughs> Not the kids. The kids got to get it, too. Because sometimes they be ragged. And so, um, wait, who's doing our uh, second? We this doubling week? up. We got we got some seconds today. Yeah, some things have happened in y'all lives. All right, <laughs> all right. So today's kid second. This is <laughs> one. This is the first time we've done this. Um, so I'm happy to second. be second. It's the second. Yeah. I okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad to be here to to give us another kid second. So as you all know, my house is on the market. So we have to like get in the car. And most of the time we have nothing to do. So we just drive around. So we were driving through the neighborhood. And this is at like four, four o'clock or something. So, you know, just regular time of day. So we're driving down the street and I saw some kids on the side and the kid was like coming towards the curb. Maybe they were like six or seven or something. It was three of them. And I thought maybe he was crossing the street so I slowed up to, you know, allow the little boy cross the street so you don't, you know, don't hit the keys and stuff. This little boy takes a snowball which was I think partially like ice, like it was hard cuz the snow was hard at this point. It's not it wasn't soft. And he throws it at the front of my car. Oh, nah. Nope. Nah. So, my husband After "You let him cross?" No, he never, no, he wasn't crossing. He was coming to the curb to to get to the traffic so he could throw the snowball at the next car that was coming. And it so happened to be me. Oh, he ain't even know who he was messing with. <laughs> he didn't even know because he ain't think somebody was going to pull over because I pulled Whoops. over. Not <laughs> You pulled over on the kid. <laughs> I did. I didn't do anything. I didn't get out because as per usual, when I want to act out, it's always somebody there to tell me not to do something. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> but my husband asked me to use self-control and not say anything to the kid, but I laid him out inside the car with the windows up. He didn't hear me, but I, couldn't <laughs> I <totally> heard you. <laughs> pulled over and I was looking at him like, I know this little boy did not, how dare you? Like, what if something, ha- first of all, what if I like swerved or something and hit something? Or, I mean, I wasn't going that fast, but it's the principle. Why are you in the, on a side street? throwing snowballs at people's car yeah it's just bad like it's bad like bad bad. (laughs) we we talked about that before you know all kids not bad no that's being bad that's being bad no that's bad period period and i had so many scenarios you needed to go you build a snowman you don't throw no ice. Uh, like where they do that at and so I thought it was some reasonable solutions here. I felt like I could have easily just knocked on the door and kindly told his parents, your little boy out here throwing. Ooh, that's, at kind. that's rude. That's kindly. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many other things I could have done or said. Your little have... boy. <laughs> now, what happens? What happens when the parents answer the door and they're like, so what you want me to do? I want you to get your kid out the street and tell him to stop, discipline him and tell him to stop throwing snowballs at people's cars. And they end up be- being uh, an example for the CIS second. So we fix their regular crown publicly. So the next <laughs> right. parent yeah. can know, don't do that. <laughs> the alternative solution my husband proposed, which was for us to circle the block and get snowballs of our own and throw the <laughs> snowballs at them. Yes. <laughs> which I was on board with. But he felt like that was setting a bad example as a parent because Ronan is there. You know, you don't want to set a bad example for a child. But it's so we, it's, it's it would have also been a good lesson for that child. Yeah, a good I lesson, bet. a good time. Because now y'all having a snowball fight. <laughs> Listen, I felt that. I did feel that. But um, we just drove off. So um, that's quite a mature thing. But I, I like to throw in a yeah. snowball fight as well. Yeah. So the kid's second goes to the Ragley neighborhood kid who decided to throw ice balls at my car. I didn't appreciate it. Ugh. Mm. So so while you guys were having a snowball fight here in Maryland, I was in Florida at, in the sunshine and the hotel did not have uh, washcloths in the rooms because of covid they don't restock as they should or as they used to so now you have to well this particular hotel we had to go down or call downstairs to get towels and washcloths in our room so i called at 9 a.m like hey can you send up some towels they're like oh yes miss peterson we'll send it right up so 20 minutes goes by and we get some bath towels, no washcloths. So I'm like, oh, thanks for the bath towels, but where's the washcloths? And he's like, oh, we don't have any more. You'll have to call downstairs to get them. I said, okay, um, all right. So I called downstairs and I'm like, hey, can you send us up some washcloths? We got the bath towels, thank you very much for that. We need some washcloths. So about 30 minutes goes by. No washcloths, So I go downstairs. Oh, before I go downstairs, there's a housekeeping lady in the hallway um, in which they don't do housekeeping anymore because of COVID. They try to limit the amount of time that they spend in your rooms. So this particular lady was cleaning out some vacant rooms and I could see that she had towels on her cart. So I'm like, hey, do you mind? Can I get some washcloths? And she's like, oh, I don't have any on my cart. You have to go downstairs to and speak with the manager to get some washcloths. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna be patient here. And I go downstairs. There's a long line of people. So I just go to the front of the line. I know Celeste, you get mad at people who do that, but I went straight to the front of the line, like, hey, you know, I just need some washcloths. When I checked in, they said, you guys have it in the back. Can so I just get some washcloths? And the manager's like, oh, I don't have any right here. They're on the carts with housekeeping. So I'll, I'll get some to your room. So about 30 minutes goes by. Still no washcloths, still no housekeeping. So at this point, I'm getting, I'm super mad because now it's been over an hour and a half and nobody can seem to find washcloths in the hotel. So I go back downstairs and I'm mad because I have on my pajamas because I have yet to change my clothes because I don't have a washcloth. So my hair is pinned, pajamas on. I'm at this front desk, all these people in the lobby. And I'm like, look, I need a washcloth. When I checked in this hotel, they said that you have it in the back. You're telling me that you don't have it. Housekeeping doesn't have it. So do you not have washcloths? What's the issue here? And what's the time frame on when I'm going to get this washcloth? So the man is upset at this point <laughs> because he has an angry customer and a long line. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not leaving this desk until I get some washcloths because at this point, you're inconvenient to me. I have places to go. Let's go. Where's my washcloth? And about five minutes after I get upstairs, I get a knock on the door with bath towels, hand towels, and washcloths. But why do I have to do all of this just to get a washcloth? So the it second, bro second, this second goes to everybody in this hotel in Fort Lauderdale who cannot give me a washcloth. (laughs) <laughs> Jess, you big man I was so mad because they wasted so much of my time. Because to they gave me a washcloth. They couldn't tell you that none of them wasn't clean. So they were just giving you the runaround, literally. That's ridiculous. Where was Jess P guys in Fort Lauderdale trying to find a washcloth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So let's go on and get right into it. Um I think what are we talking about today? I think we, we we decided to do like a combo of Black History Month and Valentine's Day. So love and being black. So what we love about being black. Um so oh, Jess is gonna go. start <laughs> <Jessie's gonna laughs> us off on her journey. She's now out the shower, she's clean, she's back, <laughs> she's back. got yeah, like five washcloths. <laughs> she got five washcloths. Jessie, so where are you currently on your journey of loving being black? On today's segment of Where is Jess P? I am currently, I'm one of those people who is like super black in February that we talked about in the beginning of the episode. So, on the first day of February, I had on my Black Power Fist shirt. (laughs) I logged into all my meetings with my fists on. I changed all the backgrounds of all of our presentations to like Kente claw. Yes. And then I, <laughs> I inserted like Black History Month trivia in all of our meetings, just so that everybody can learn a little bit of history. <laughs> and my job is doing um a promotion of Black owned businesses. So that's our social media campaign for February, highlighting Black owned businesses. And um Posting Black History Trivia. So while we're on the Black History Trivia, I'm going to see if you guys can answer some of these questions that I came up with for my team. Chat. you put this on Lord. the spot, y'all, Lord. On Jesus. the spot. I know. Here All we right. go. Question right, number one: up. Who was the first Black woman elected to Congress? Was it A. Kamala Harris? B. Shirley Chisholm? C, Stacey Abrams, or D, Condoleezza Rice? Uh, a B, sis. Come on. B. Sis B. Shirley. Oh, ahead. No, man. Yeah, Shirley man. B. Shirley. Shirley on the way. Y'all don't remember the episode when I mispronounced her last name? Yes. Yes. That was yes. her last name. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, my girl. Don't play. Shirley <laughs> is my girl. Okay. It was funny when I put that question on there. All I could think about was you mispronouncing her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question two It's five questions total, by the way. Question okay. Two. True or false. Black History Month started as Negro History Week in 1926. True. True. True is correct. Yay. What year? 1926. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember so that was, uh, we only had a week at first. Yeah. Oh, okay, but that was still, I mean, that was still it like... It like yesterday, doesn't it? Even though we no, were but, but... Right, but that was like 40 years after slavery. Or what, like, no, 60 years after slavery or something like that. Wow. I'm just putting it in context yeah with, yeah. with right, perspective right. with with when we were when slaves were freed versus when we finally got some you know acknowledgement recognition. right yeah um so question three what black historian is responsible for the creation of black history week or i'm sorry negro history week was it a martin luther king jr b shirley chisholm <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <get it. laughs> C. Thurgood Marshall or D? Carter G. Woodson? Carter C. G. Woodson. Oh. Clearly yes. not. To. Carter G. Woodson is the answer. He started Girl <laughs> History Week in 1926. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I know a little something. I thought you my low something girl immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. What is the name of the first black man to become a lawyer? Is it A, John Mercer Langston? B Hiram Rhodes Rebels. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, C. Thurgood Marshall, D. George Washington Carver. Celeste, so you got this one. Let me <laughs> let me let you go and take this one. <laughs> I'm scared because I feel like what I'm about to say is is this person probably wasn't even a lawyer. <laughs> and but I sh- and I probably shouldn't have known that. But I'm gonna go ahead and embarrass myself. I'll say C. That was a good guess, but that is not the correct answer. Was he even a lawyer? I think he was a judge. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at least he was in the courtroom. Go ahead. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) It was a good answer. All right. My guess is going to be A. Did you see my mouth? (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Yes, it is A, John Mercer Langston, who is the great uncle of Langston Hughes. I'm going to say, I don't know. Who this. Who is this man? Like, Listen, I totally just guessed. So <laughs> the first black man to become a lawyer. Right, that's that? He is. <laughs> And then the last question, what is the name of the first black woman who was arrested for not giving up her seat to a Caucasian passenger on a bus? A Claudette Colvin B Rosa Parks C Mary McLeod Bethune D Madam CJ Walker. So I know I do know I did learn that it was not Rosa. Rosa was not the yes, yeah, she not was the not first We, one. Yeah. we give her all A. the credit, but it wasn't her. It's A. So you can eliminate that. And I know Madam CJ Walker ain't got nothing to do with that. And so it, wasn't the her. it wasn't the neither so right, either. It wasn't the thing. All right. So we going with we going with A. Yeah. You ladies are correct. It is Claudette Colvin who did A. who did not give up her seat. And she did this nine months before Rosa Parks. Yes, I did. I was like, today is old. Whatever the saying is. Um, (laughs) When I learned that, I just learned that like this year. In 2021? Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah, I remember that she wasn't the first, but she was the one that got, you know, all the... The accolades. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing that Rosa wasn't the first, but I never knew the name of the person like it was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's so crazy to me, all of this history that we have that we don't know about that they don't really teach in school. So it's so important to do your own research and kind of find out what happened. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was fun, Jess. Thank you. So we we went on a a journey of Black history with Jess P. And we knew a little something, something, Celeste. Just a little, just a little, (laughs) just just a little. little. All right, (laughs) Celeste, Celeste, what you got for us, for the culture, for the people? For the people. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I like how she amped me up. And I hope I live up to you. (laughs) Because Jess amped us up like, hey, we knew something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so in today's segment of CV Secrets, I'm going to talk about a few. I'm going to try to uh, keep it short um, because I was just so fascinated and then I had a whole conversation with my husband about um, what I learned. Um, I just want to talk about a few African-Americans in medicine, so in just like the medical realm and some of the accomplishments that some African-Americans have made over the years. So the first one I wanna talk about, and I'm going to mispronounce his name. i already Googled the pronunciation, can't remember it, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Onesimus, Onesimus. So he was an enslaved African, this is back in 1721. And he helped Cotton Mather, which I think was his slave master, He helped develop a method of inoculation, which is vaccination against smallpox. I saw this.
1: I was eight years old
0: when I learned this, by the way. (laughs) There you go. So what is um, what I loved about this was that we here we are in the middle of a pandemic. And as black people, we are fearful of all. Well, you know, some people don't even believe COVID is real. Um, and then we are, have a group of people who are anti-vaxxers and don't believe in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but here we are with, in 1721, an African slave who brought his knowledge from Africa. Keep like re- keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. This b- vaccination comes from Africa. It started in Africa. So I just think it. Was, I just thought that was so powerful that. Like, here we are today, scared to do something that our own ancestors figured out. Like, wow. wow. But do you think that it was safer when we were doing it as opposed to when the government was trying to make money off of it? Well, how is the government making money off of something they pay for? (laughs) Insert cricket. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> insert crickets right no seriously though like that's the, the thing isn't that's, it the, the people's money however you want to call it maybe you want to say we pay federal taxes and the federal taxes paid for the, for the vaccine regardless there's the government is not profiting off of something they're giving to us if you want to call it free i'm have air quotes it's yeah yes someone is paying for it right Ultimately, mm-hmm. somehow it's pay- being paid for. But the government is not, there's no gain. There's no financial gain for the government. And the government is also not killing us. But anyway, that's um, Onesimus. Google it pronunciation, y'all, because I'm saying it wrong. All right. So moving on. The next person I wanted to highlight is James McCoon Smith, um, who was the first African-American doctor with his own practice in U- in the United States. And this was in 1837. So actually that was during slavery, which is again, very fascinating to me. Um, And he worked uh, most of his life with abolitionists to end the enslavement of black people in the South. But he was the first doctor in New York City, African-American doctor in New York City. So I thought that was awesome. The other person who I really thought was fascinating was Charles Drew. Has anyone ever heard of Charles Drew? Name sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. I've heard of him. But y'all he know do? Nothing about him. But y'all know nothing he, about him. Um wait, wait, wait. Was he a heart surgeon? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if he was, that's what he's not, if he was, that's not what he's known for. Okay. So he is known, he is known for actually innovating ways to store blood plasma in blood banks. Um, and he discovered that plasma can be sort of dried and reconstituted later. So he actually helped, he was the director of the first blood bank project in World War II and saved thousands of lives. So I thought that was really cool because here we are, I mean, you know, we have blood drives all the time. We always talk about the American, I mean, the Red Cross and, and that kind of stuff and donating blood. So I thought, I just thought it was cool that he was one of the pioneers in that field. Um, And lastly, Mr. Otis Boykin, who is known for improving the pacemaker, which is used to um, help with heart arrhythmias and heart issues. Um, So he actually improved it to um, help people maintain a regular heartbeat. So I think it was already invented, but he's the one who sort of brought it into where we have it today. So kind of improved the previous invention. The irony here is he died of heart failure, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But yeah, a no little <laughs> irony there. But we appreciate you for improving the pacemaker. So that is all I have. It's amazing. All these yeah. people that I've never heard of, except for Charles Drew, kind of. Yeah. 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 That's- there's some really cool things. Um that I read as you know too much to cover on the show but um of course Ben Ben Carson is one but you know <laughs> right so we encourage do your research like see um, yes. black people have done and um contributed like not even just medically just in all aspects of life in all aspects and I, I feel like I always feel this way in February I always feel like why do we why can't we talk about this all year like why There's can't we find these amazing things out all the time like I i mean I know we hear about things all the time but we don't go pursuing information I feel like all the time yeah. and it's really unfortunate you know all of a sudden in February we all get enlightened and it's like well why aren't we doing that all year we we're black all year yo. yeah I agree, and I always wonder why February was considered Black History Month. And I learned this year that it was Negro History Week was to honor Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Both of their birthdays are in February, and that's why February was the chosen month. Yeah, well, there you
1: know, As you know, some
0: people say it's because it's the shortest month. So <laughs> yeah. that is good to know that there is actually a reason behind it. All right, so now we are going to move into Maya's motivational moment. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. And that is by the late, great James Baldwin. And I chose this quote because when you think about just the history of African American people. Like the theme has constantly been change, like growth and change that has happened um throughout our lives, just um how we have caused change, um, and just the change that we felt and that we've seen and that and the change that still needs to happen um in the world. So I just think that it is so interesting how now we are literally living history like every day that goes by like the day before is history but the things that we are going through now is so historic and it's just amazing to me like people are going to be writing about the pandemic in history books like people are going to be writing about these things that we are going through now but not only that I and doing research you know for this episode just looking at the change makers in the 21st century, even in 2021, how black people are still being um, the first, like being the first black person to do something even now, like it's not the norm for, oh, a black person has done this. No, we just had the first black, vice president right like that that right here right there is (laughs) my like you know the emoji with the bursting the head every time I hear of the first black anything it's just so mind-blowing to me that we can be still the first for something like I can't even believe like that's just fascinating to me. I yep. mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's powerful. It's amazing. It's awesome that we cross that bridge. Yes. But it's just like, wow, it took us till 2021 to be the first at this Correct. or that. Mm. Correct. Yeah. And, that just, and that just goes to show people like, you can still be the first at something you can still, you know, a lot of people say, um, or tell their kids like, Oh, are you going to be a president? Are you going to be this? Are you going to be that? Like dreams still come true. You can still break these barriers that have been set. Like it is what it is. So I'm just looking, I'm sorry. Go on Celeste. No, i am I was gonna say that, you know, when you look at the timeline of events, we're not that far out of things. You know, we Congrats. talk about slave, we always talk about slavery, but we're not that far out of the civil rights era. We're not that far removed from some of these things. So when we say, when I say I'm so mind blown, I don't know why I shouldn't be. We're really not that far out of, um, you know, segregation. Right. Um. So it kind of does make sense that, we're still, the we're, we're still doing things for the first time, because it's yeah. not that long ago that we weren't even con, con treat, treat, considered equal, or at have, time. didn't even have some of those opportunities, so, yeah. Because you even look at the, like, the riots and things that happen now, and the Black Lives Matter movements, and things like that, and then you look back in um the 60s, when they were marching and stuff, I'm like, yo, we're, like, reliving these times, and it is mind-blowing, like, because I remember how we used to always watch um, those videos, especially, like, younger and, like, oh, that could never happen now because, you know, right. we such and such. And that was, like. It's, like happening. Oh, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. And I feel like a lot of Black people, you know, are standing up and have a voice and things like that. But that's just what they did back then as well. Like, right. so. It, it it's amazing to me. So not only you know for Kamala being the first African American vice president, but just looking at some other things that just happened in 2021. So like the first African American female full time NFL coach, um, and she's for the former Redskins now Washington football team, um, Jennifer King. Um, she's the first African American female full time NFL coach. Like that's amazing. Really? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. I, was, I was just talking to my father about that um, right before we started recording, and he was like, wow, I never even heard of her. Like, why have we heard of these things? How you long know? ago has that, like, is this a recent change, or has she been the... Oh, okay. So she was, she was, she had a different position, but now she is like an assistant running back coach, um, but she's the first African-American to hold such a position in the NFL. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, um, amazing to me. Um, the first African-American United States secretary of defense, um, happened this year. His name is Lloyd Austin. Um, so just, I mean, just going through this, so many firsts that have happened in the 21st century and it doesn't stop there. So that's why I'm encouraging, um, everybody to like not give up on your dreams or whatever it is even if you don't plan to be the first african-american to do something it just goes to show you that where there's a will there's a way you can keep pressing forward to whatever it is that you know you desire to do because there's nothing stopping you but you because if you say well no other person has done it before me you can always be the first right yeah it's not too late to be the first to do something yeah 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 that's that's go on yeah it's, it's not too late to be the first um you just I mean you may face opposition I'm sure you know all these people in these positions have faced opposition but if you you became the first you did it you overcome like Period. So, y'all just go on, do your thing. Like, do your (laughs) thing. Do your thing. Do your research. Be encouraged. And that's all I got for the people. (laughs) All right. So, now we are going to move into our very last segment, which is Ask PNP. If you would like to ask us a question to be featured on the podcast, you can send us an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose duh, at gmail.com. You can send us a DM on Instagram at pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose duh. And we are pretty and purpose podcast on Facebook. All righty. So, ladies, um, just want to do like a fun type question. What would be... We'll do a top three. We don't even have to do a top five. Let's do a top three of your favorite either Black star TV shows, Black movies, Black books. Um, What would be your top three? Oh, my gosh. This is too much. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll just throw some stuff out there. Whatever. Um... <laughs> So I'm a Netflix junkie and so um, let's just, can we give it up for Shonda girl for a second? For, the Shonda, for all of Shonda's land. <laughs> um, Cause Shonda is, Shonda Rhimes um, is bomb um, and I love how to get away with murder and scandal. Uh, those are my two. I got to think of a third one. Okay. All right. So. Okay. So you're thinking about um, Theory. like a black produced show. Yeah, I mean they got black leading actors too, Kerry Washington. Not, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah. okay, because I didn't even think about like whether or not they were like produced by um, black folk. So I get extra points for that. Hey. <laughs> Check right. you out. Hey, I think I can do movies. Okay. I love a good Loretta Devine movie. so this christmas is my favorite movie Uh uh-huh coming to america and loving basketball those are my top three favorite movies okay okay of course um anyone who knows me knows that my favorite show was martin and i was about to answer for you (laughs) (laughs) so that's definitely one of my um top favorite tv shows Another is uh, my wife and kids. I think that that show was hilarious. And then um, I'll say sister, sister. That was one of my favorite shows um, growing up. Mm -hmm. I like, like feel good comedy Mm -hmm. um, TV shows where, you know, the black families are doing something, you know, with their lives. I recently saw a post that said, which, um, which one of these TV families would you want to be a part of? And then the Black families that were on there, it was um, Family Matters, Fresh Prince, and oh gosh, it was one other Black family on there. Who's another Black? The Cosbys?
1: Come- man, yeah, the
0: Cosbys, they were on there. Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> the Fresh Prince, I feel like they will be hilarious. Yes, yes. <laughs> But Family Matters had a lot of love. Yeah, they, yeah they it a was lot of love. a lot of love. <laughs> they did, but I wouldn't want to put up with Steve. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my um, favorite shows coming up too. So, um, yeah, black Black people gave us some some good TV shows. Right. We had quality shows back then. We don't yeah. have family shows anymore. Blackish, Blackish is cool. I've never seen Blackish. Yeah, Blackish is a little. <sighs> my girl tracy i love Don't tracy pause for a second, but just never even seeing it Jess, I, I hadn't i've had no desire to watch it i'm sorry are you serious yeah no, it's never- it's it's okay it's not something i would really um watch like that i've seen a few episodes it's funny and it really actually touches on a lot of um Kind of. Black issues, yeah, like current, well, current events and black issues. And yeah. um my girl Bo is a nurse or something. Is she a nurse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it, but it's, it's. I don't know. I struggle when things aren't written a certain way, okay. like I, cer- when it's certain it's not the traditional way. Uh, I I know. Yeah, what you, you know what it's I'm an, talking about. It, like it's a yeah. style. It's a style of writing. Like um, um, there's a movie. There's a um, producer. Uh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee is one of them. Yes, him, him, and this other guy—I can't think of his name—but them two, their movies don't work for me. I don't their style. It's weird. weird. I don't have any other word to describe it, but weird. And I can't. He's—he's very artistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. It, but it doesn't. It don't work for me. So (laughs) blackish, not that blackish is bad. It's just so. It's just a little different for me, and I can't really get into it. Yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. Thank you. But Jess, can you at least see one episode? Like, if if I see that it's on, like, I'll watch it. You know, but just watch one, Jess. So I stick to what I like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I rarely have time to step outside of your comfort zone. Come on, <laughs> look, look. Okay, I rarely have time to watch TV, and when I do, I'm like, you know what? Let me just watch something I know is gonna That's be me. good, and That's so me. I. I sit down and I watch Moesha because I enjoy Moesha. I sit down and I watch Sister Sister because I enjoy that. I know that I enjoy these shows. The show is Girlfriends. I used to love Girlfriends. I re Girlfriends when it came on Netflix. You, Tracy, Tracy is my girl. <laughs> well, if uh, you listeners have not seen any of these shows that we just named, please make sure that you check it out. All right, ladies, so this was good. I think that is all that we have for today. Until next time, folks. Thanks, Thanks, PNB Posse.